Hello there and welcome to Mothers Arising Podcast. My name is Olusha Yashiru and I am privileged to be the host of this podcast where we share all things motherhood, faith, family and life. I can't wait for you to dig deep into today's episode and of course, please share what you think after you're done listening to the episode. All you have to do is send us your feedback, your comments, your questions to hello at mothersarising.org. Of course, remember to share this podcast with another mother. Somebody definitely needs to hear what you're also hearing. Wow. Can you believe it? It is week 10, my dear ladies. Week 10 and the final episode of our Rooted Mom devotional series. Can you believe it? We have learned some pretty amazing lessons. We've been stretched, our minds and thinking expanded. We have grown deeper in our faith. Our hearts have been drawn closer to Jesus. And it's just generally been a beautiful, beautiful ride with this Rooted study. It's not always been pretty, I can assure you, you know, as the Holy Spirit has been revealing some things that need to be sorted out in our lives. But it's been great just learning from the Holy Spirit over this season of growing roots and deepening our roots in Jesus. God has been really faithful to us. And of course, I cannot wait to get started with our new Thrive series happening from the first week of May. 2022. So if you have not registered yet, you definitely need to do so right away at mothersarising.org forward slash thrive. And then you can sign up for the new series and join us as we get started. For this series, we are going to be focusing on God's purpose for our lives and how we can thrive at work and have fruitful relationships. So whether you're a stay-at-home mom uh, a mom doing your nine to five, a business owner, a ministry gift, whatever your work is. We're going to be doing a deep dive on thriving in God's purpose and thriving in the relationships that God has put into our lives. So we can't wait to learn, grow and thrive with you in the new series. So don't forget to get yourself signed up at mothershorizon.org forward slash thrive. Once you sign up, you're going to get all the details about our new series happening in only a few weeks. Once we are done with this one, we're going to take a bit of a break and then we're going to be back in May and we're going to get started together with the Thrive devotional series. As we round up this study today, we can get excited about thriving in God's purpose and the relationship that he has put in our lives. Let's get into this week's devotional. We're going to be looking at taking it deeper. In the last episode for week nine of our study, we started off talking about soul wellness and prospering in our souls. We talked about prosperity of the soul. We established that God's desire is for us to thrive and that we should reflect our soul prosperity in every area of our lives. We, we talk about the fact that God wants us to prosper, first of all, within. 
and that prosperity within reflects on the outside. And so this week, we're going to be taking it a, deep, a, a, a bit deeper and we're going to be looking at how we can allow the Holy Spirit to help us break any habits that will not allow us to thrive and prosper in our souls as we should. What habits are you holding on to? What habit do you find yourself falling into day after day that's preventing you from truly being whole in your soul as God wants you to be? I think it's something that all of us need to just think deeply about. What's stopping me from being whole? What habit am I holding on to? What do I need to change in my life? What kind of changes do I need to make in my life that will help me thrive and to truly prosper in my soul? Let's think about that for a bit. Honestly, I believe that as God's children, we actually have the vantage points with the Holy Spirit bringing our lives. We have the advantage. We have all that we would ever need to be able to truly change our behavior, our habits, and to step into the fullness of the life that God wants us to have. We can step into the fullness of life as God desires for us. Let me read this very interesting scripture to you in James chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. It says, Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet, you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? But he gives us more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you see that? It says the Bible, the, this scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit yearns jealously. Yearns jealously. Did you see that? What does that tell you? He wants to help us. He wants to mold us. He's, he's, he's asking us, why can't you ask for my help? I'm here yearning jealously to give you grace. He says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We don't have what we, we need as believers, according to this scripture, because we don't ask enough. The Holy Spirit desires to help us course correct when it comes to our behavior, our habits, our attitude. He's there to help us. To guide us. So why do we struggle by ourselves when we have the Holy Spirit in our lives? Could it be pride? Do we feel like we don't need anyone so we struggle by ourselves in our own strength? Could it be ignorance? 
about what he can do for us. Maybe you just didn't realize how much he really wants to help you. Romans chapter 8 says, For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Wow. It says, if you are not in the, if you are, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Wow. That's so powerful. He says, if we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if by the spirit we put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. This scripture reminds us that God's spirit is dwelling in us. He's ready to lead us, to free us from the bondage of sin, of bad habits, and anything else that wants to hold us down. The Holy Spirit is present with us. He says, the spirit of him who raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in us, in us. It's important that we acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is, is there within us to help us. How can we begin this journey to allowing ourselves to be regulated by the Spirit of God in our aspiration to living whole from the inside out? How are we going to yield ourselves? How are we going to allow the Holy Spirit to control us? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's what God wants to do for us. That we should be led, helped, supported by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that we, as God's children, must walk by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit. Walking in this context refers to organizing our existence around the qualities from the Holy Spirit. Organizing our existence around the qualities from the Spirit. If you look through the scripture in Galatians 5, you're going to find those things recorded there. Walk in the Spirit. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you really want to do. There's always that also. But the Holy Spirit is there to help us, to produce within us the fruit of the Spirit. That's what is there for. His presence is in our lives to help us. How are we going to ensure that we allow ourselves to be regulated by the Holy Spirit? The first thing that I want to point out here is that we must walk by the Spirit. We must propose within ourselves and choose day after day, moment by moment, to not cater to the whims and caprices of the flesh. But we must decide that we want to be truly aligned with walking in the spirit. We must organize our existence, our choices, our desires, our daily living, our affections, our ambitions, everything about us. We must organize them around the leadership and control of the Holy Spirit. We must walk by the Spirit. There's no other way. 
It says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. That's the simple instruction. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us, control us, guide us. And we must propose within ourselves that we're going to walk by the spirit. The second thing I want to point out here is that we must rely on his help always. See, we cannot afford to have even an ounce of self-reliance where we think, oh, I have things under control, where we believe for one moment that we can do anything outside his leadership, his support, or his help. It's why the Bible says in John 14, 16, I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. It says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. That's the Holy Spirit for you that he may remain with you forever. So Jesus was saying to his disciples that, you know, what he has been, I will give you another comforter. What he has been while he was on earth, as he leaves, the Holy Spirit is going to take that space to be the helper, advocate, teacher, strengthener, stands with the, standing with us, alongside us, helping us. The Holy Spirit will be there for us all the time. We can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us and to carry us until we are whole in our souls and we must yield to him daily. He wants to help us and we have to rely on his help always. Not to think we are strong in our own selves. Hmm. The number three thing I want to say is that we must bear fruit. As the Holy Spirit enables us to. You know the fruit of the Spirit? That the Holy Spirit brings because he's living in us. Because we are following his dictates. Because we are allowing him to lead us. They are already present within us. As we follow him. He brings them out. We are able to bear fruit. As the Holy Spirit enables us. It is that fruit that we bear. That serves as the evidence. That we are becoming more and more like Jesus each day. Is the evidence that the Holy Spirit is really working within us. All these things that I mentioned in Galatians chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to help us to manifest them. That's how He does it. If we use to Him, He wants us to be a fruit. We have to be a fruit. That's the evidence that we are actually walking by the Spirit. Number four, we must remember. That we strive to please God always. By changing our behavior, trying to pattern our lives in a way that we align our inside with the outside. It must be about pleasing God. It should never be about making us look good. Or making people think, wow, she's amazing. It is to bring pleasure to God. We strive to please God always. It's us our desire. It's what we want. Is what one got to do with us. I love how he says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23-25, he says, Whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that the, from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. You, for you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality with God. The right motivation to change our behavior our attitudes is important because if you don't have the right motivation, it's about pleasing other people. 
is about making ourselves look good, we are going to drop the ball sometime. But when we have the right motivation, it will continue to move us forward. You will continue to propel us because we want to please God. We want to make God delight in us. Right? Even when we want to give up, that desire to please God will keep propelling us and moving us forward. A consciousness that we live to please God will help us to remember to rely on God for his help. Because all we want to do is to please him. So we're going to say, Lord, help me. I want to please you. Show me how. Show me how. And then, of course, the last thing I want to share about this is that we should allow love to be our motivation. We should do all things from the place of love. A place where God's love motivates us to do the right things. A place where our attitude and behavior are truly motivated by love. Love of God that is within our hearts and then the love of God that we want to allow God to channel through us to the world around us. Love should always be the motivating and compelling desire of our hearts to want to change our behavior. I love how John 14 verse 15 says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. That's so beautiful. Meaning everything we do should be motivated by love. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. I found this beautiful quote by Crossway. And he says, if love for God is not present in our hearts, then God word obedience will be absent in our lives. I'm going to take that again. If love for God is not present in our hearts, then God word obedience will be absent in our lives. Truly, when it says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments means, if you love me, you are going to find that the obedience to me, to my word, will flow naturally from that love. The secret to obedience is not, is not that we should have this, not one, two, three, four, five things you must never do. It should flow from a place of love. The, the key to living a life that pleases God to living a life where our, our daily habits, our daily desires are aligned with that of the Lord, it's not about some, from some formula. It's about a propel, a, a love-propelled habit, right? Love is propelling us to do things, right? We love, we love because God first loved us. We are able to extend his hand of love. To other people around us because he first loved us. Imagine that we love because he loved us first. And then we show love by obeying him. And as we obey him out of love, it allows God's love that is within us to flow to other people around us. Isn't that just beautiful? I mean, I actually have tears in my eyes just thinking about God's love and its ability to transform even the hardest of hearts. To break down the toughest and the thickest of walls. To tear down all opposition and excuses within our hearts. God's love is so powerful. It is so strong. Love. Love. 
Love is what God wants us to have. If we will go deeper in our journey to wholeness in our lives, everything we do must come from a heart of love, a place of love, a secure understanding that God loves us unconditionally. And we respond to that love by obeying him. And as we obey him, his love within us flows out to other people around us. How beautiful to know that God's love is within us. And what a great way to round off our study in the Rooted Mom devotional series. To go away today with love in our hearts. And to let love be our motivation into changing our behavior, changing our habits, letting the Holy Spirit take control of our lives. And as we keep going on, staying rooted in God's word, I'm just looking forward to the amazing testimonies that you have to share about what God is doing with you and what he's done with you so far through this study. If you'd like to share your testimony with us, just email our our team at hello at mothersarising.org. Hello at mothersarising.org. And we cannot wait to hear from you about all the amazing things that God is doing with you. Wow. We've come to the end of our Rooted Mom devotional series. And honestly, I can't wait to see you for the new series Thrive coming up in the next few weeks. So ensure you go to our website at mothersarising.org forward slash thrive and register yourself to be a part of the community of moms who are reading the Bible together, who are staying rooted, deeply rooted in God's word. I can't wait to thrive with you. Before we go today, let's just share a word of prayer together and just trust the Holy Spirit to continue to lead us and help us into all truth. We are so, so grateful to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so very much for all you've done with us throughout these 10 weeks of study. You have been so faithful. Thank you so much for all that you've been able to teach us, all that we've been able to absorb, all that we've been able to do, all that we've been able to actually go back and start to practice in our lives. Thank you for the work you're still doing in our hearts right now. Thank you for the one you're going to do, even as we get ready to get started with our new study. And so Holy Spirit, we just come before you And we say, Lord, help us. Give us the grace to pattern our lives after you. Let us continue to remember that the Holy Spirit is here with us, leading us, guiding us, helping us, showing us the way to do, showing us the way to go. Thank you, mighty God. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you so very much for, I mean, sticking with us for these 10 weeks of our study. It's been an amazing, amazing time. Just sharing with each other, going deeper into God's word. And of course, I cannot wait to thrive with you in our new series. I pray for you that all that we are learning together, we will all continue to be doers of God's word and not hearers only. In Jesus' name. Amen. I can't wait to see you in a few weeks. God bless you and have a beautiful week. Bye.